This is What The Flux. I'm Brett. And I'm Justin. And it's Monday the 4th of April. Justin, Apple is making it harder for thieves to send in stolen iPhones for repairs. (laughs) You see, from now on, my friend, if your phone is listed in Apple's registry as missing, Mm -hmm. Apple technicians have been told to refuse to work on the device. I love that. Flux fam, the Flux daily newsletter has tens of thousands of daily readers who become smarter than their boss every single day. Mm. We're talking people from companies like Coles, BHP, Clemenger, BBDO, and after lots of feedback from all of you, we've given it a total redesign. So if you do get the newsletter, make sure to check it out today. And if you don't get it, sign up at flux.finance slash newsletter. Three promotion-worthy stories today, Justin. Let's do it. For our first, Tabcorp and Tats, the betting and lotto companies, are finalizing the paperwork to break up after they merged only five years ago. (laughs) This was a very short-lived corporate marriage, Brett. (laughs) What is the gossip? Yeah, okay. So bit of background. Tats is the company that previously owned major lottery operations in Australia. You know, Tats Lotto, Powerballs, Kino Pubs Lotteries. And Tabcorp, well, they're behind the TAB, your local betting shop. (laughs) Now, Brett, in December 2017, these two companies merged and called themselves a world-class diversified gambling entertainment group. (laughs) But uh, unfortunately, Justin, it didn't end up that way for this crew. (laughs) Nah, since the merger, the lotteries business has been booming. But the wagering and gaming business has dropped off by around 20%. So now, less than five years after getting married... The two companies are going their separate ways and heading for a divorce. Oh, no, Justin. So what is the key learning here? Although company mergers are paved in good intentions, they're not always as successful as anticipated. Get this one. 60% of M&A deals fail. That's according to a report from Aorus Investment Management. And Brett, there are a few reasons for these M&A failures. Firstly, the acquirer often pays overs or a significant premium to acquire the new business. All right, Smarty, and what's the second one? (laughs) Well, the second one is that often the acquirer is stepping out Outside of their core business. You see, in 2015, we saw Japan Post take over Toll Group here in Australia for $8 billion. Toll is now worth 60% less. <laughs> we also saw Woolworth South Africa acquire David Jones for $2.2 billion. And now DJ's is worth nearly 50% less. So although mergers and acquisitions are always announced with major fanfare, mm-hmm. just remember FluxFam, often it actually has a better chance <laughs> of failing than succeeding. Mm. For our second story, pop star Lizzo has turned from good as hell music superstar to shape-shifting businesswoman with a new shapewear brand and she ain't the only celeb in this market. Hair toss done, nails done. (laughs) Lizzo is in the house, Justin. Tell me more here. Fair to say, most people know Lizzo for her pop anthems, good as hell, truth hurts. But Lizzo has also been a very outspoken advocate for body positivity and diversity. So now, Brett, Lizzo has announced she's launching a new shapewear brand called Yitty. Now, i got a question for you, Justin. You know a lot more than me Mm -hmm. about this stuff. What is shapewear? It's pretty much an undergarment garment that helps highlight your natural curves and the ranges go from extra small to 6x. Now Justin the shapewear category it really took off in the 90s when Spanx entered the market and since then we've also seen other celebs join the space. We've seen Kimmy K with her brand Skims. Don't forget Rihanna with her Savage Fenty. So Lizzo's got her work cut out to create her own niche in this market. Mm, So what's the key learning here? When a market becomes crowded it's critical for a new business to identify that and play to their niche. Mm. While having a niche that's too narrow can pigeonhole a business, Mm -hmm. it can also create a very loyal customer base. And how do these businesses create their own niche? Well, they may want to target a totally unique audience. They may price themselves below or well above their competitors. Or they might just stand up for something that nobody else in the industry is willing to do. For Lizzo, she's trying to build a brand that takes the shame out of shapewear. We're talking neon bodysuits, bold coloured shapewear. (laughs) That can be worn as undergarments or overgarments. And Justin, given this market is expected to grow from $2.7 billion 
billion in 2020 mm-hmm. to 9.3 billion by 2030. It looks like there's plenty of room for all celebs. <laughs> For our third and final story, Waymo, the self-driving car company, says fully driverless rides are coming to San Francisco and it's taking us all one step closer to never having to drive again. Never needing to get behind the wheel. This sounds like a (laughs) dream. What is happening here? Okay, so Waymo is a self-driving car unit that was created within the four walls of Google, but it was spun off to become its own company back in 2016. Now, last year, Waymo started running fully driverless rides in towns outside of Phoenix in the US. That's fully driverless. Like, no safety driver in the cars at all. But Jazzy Boy, after a year of testing, Waymo is now rolling out these self-driving cars mm-hmm. in San Francisco, the home of big tech and even bigger <laughs> traffic, if you know, you know. And Brett, the driverless car market's expected to be over $100 billion a year by 2027. So you can see why all the big dogs are getting involved. I'd be thinking Tesla, yep. I'd be thinking Uber, mm-hmm. Amazon, of course. But none of these companies have really cracked the self-driving nut yet. Uh, makes me wonder, what is the key learning here? Most of the self-driving car companies say that 80% of self-driving is simple. Like making the car follow the line on the road Mm -hmm. or avoid crashing. The next 10% is a little more difficult. Mm, Like choosing when to go in a roundabout. But I struggle with that, (laughs) let's be honest. But the last 10%, Justin, that's where a lot of these self-driving car companies, they struggle. Like how the car should respond to a child chasing after a ball. Or when protesters might be crowding the roads. So it's no surprise that Elon Musk has promised self-driving cars since 2014, (laughs) but still hasn't managed to get there. Justin, the Flux Daily News newsletter has over 25,000 daily readers and they're coming from companies like Coles, BHP, Telstra. And if you don't get the newsletter, you're missing out. So sign up at flux.finance newsletter. Thanks for listening and we'll see you tomorrow.